Welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast with host Teddy Tarantino. New episodes every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to subscribe. All right. Hey, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. Today I have Gunhee on the show. What's going on? So not much. Just kicking it, you know. So you got five years clean now? Four and a half. A little over four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I met you the first time I was in California. I think like, not the first time, but the first time I came out here, I think, when I spoke at like Monday Night Madness or yeah. something, right? Yeah. And yeah. I came up to you and I was like, I just related a lot. Yeah. Because you mentioned you got clean young and mm-hmm. I was like, bro, me too. And then you mm-hmm. said you were from Hollywood and I was like, dude, I'm going to Hollywood for the convention, you know? And then uh ended up working at one of mm-hmm. your places without yeah. even knowing. You yeah, know? that was dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you remind me a lot of myself because like when I had, I mean, pretty much since I got clean, I was like so excited about recovery, like even though like my first year clean, I was super depressed. Like I was in it. Like I was going to all the meetings. I was hyped up. You know, I was getting everyone's phone numbers. I was listening to mad speaker tapes. Like I was in the mix. So I get like that same vibe from you. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that first year of recovery is definitely crazy. Yeah. Like, like I always say, like it was definitely one of the best times of my life. Yeah, but I would never want to go do back, it again. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. So you got clean at 17 too. 17, and yeah. you're 21 with four and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How does it feel being uh, young and in recovery? Do you feel like you missed out? Uh, I'm just gonna ask you questions that want to ask me. No, you're good. I, it it so, in the beginning it did feel like I missed out because partly because like I didn't know what else was out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like now that I know, and that like I'm becoming an adult, like. It's so weird, like, mm-hmm. growing up, you know what I mean? And, like, uh, but now that I know, like, what's out there and, like, you know, I feel like I'm, like, on my way to, like, really realizing a purpose in this life, like, mm-hmm. I'm missing out shit, you know yeah. what I mean? So, what about when you meet girls? Like, when you're dating, is it hard for you to like, explain to people that you don't drink or smoke or anything like that? You know. Or in the beginning? It, in the beginning, it was actually crazy because, like, right when I got out of rehab, uh this chick hit me up mm-hmm. right away and you, you they say like oh don't get her that's the first thing i did you know what i mean but uh me and her ended up you know hugging up for a while and mm-hmm. and she was cool with this she was a normie you know she didn't really use it like that and nothing crazy but she ended up like uh cheating on me at the time and like Damn. that was super tough to How'd go to catch her cheating she just ghosted me one day and like and then i found out from one of my friends Mm-hmm. That, that she was fucking one of my other friends right mm-hmm. and i was just like damn you know what i mean i was like this is fucking <laughs> but you Were know super uh, heartbroken oh hell yeah dude it, it first mm-hmm. year dog like barely six months clean mm-hmm. man i was i was going through it man but i mean i, I got through it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you know i never really was one to like uh date uh the like the second girl that i ended up you know being with I met through school and uh she she smoked a lot of weed and partied a lot it, it was less in the beginning but um I mean it was, it was it was it was cool she actually ended up getting clean uh and, and dating's just kind of a weird thing for me because mm-hmm. I was never one to just get into relationships like that like it was super like meaningful for mm-hmm. me you know what I mean and like uh and like I cared about it so much and I thought it was like, you know, the I like I used to like fantasize as a kid, like just like, you know, romanticizing that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thinking like, oh, this relationship is what I need in life, you know, and like 
ever since then like um so you're I'm, like a super lover boy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah hell yeah dude yeah it's uh and it makes it hard but i mean right now i'm not like in the pool at all i'm not putting myself out yeah. there just because of like experiences i've had yeah. like especially like i didn't i got no girls when i was mm -hmm. in when i was using right or in high school right and once i got clean i like i started to like realize like this is like you know i could pull you know yeah. what i mean and then like it got real messy all the time mm -hmm. with every single you know what i mean and like girls. what i'm learning right now and like what i'm like uh understanding about like why I do these things is like a lot of it comes from like this shame, mm -hmm. right? This idea of shame. And to me, like, and this is like very recent for me that like, I'm now learning like, like, Oh, these like codependency and, and those relationships were kind of like the, the alarm telling me like, Oh, there's something you need to work on, mm -hmm. you know? And then, um, uh, uh, I'm doing research, right? My sponsor's telling me to do research and find out more information because, you know, uh, it doesn't really talk about that in, in literature, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm doing these research and, and, and like, I'm realizing like uh, a lot of it comes from like, like codependency comes from shame mm -hmm. and that shame comes from like traumas and, and there's there's a thing called complex trauma, right? Which is, um, it's, uh, it's when a person in, in authority abuses their power, right? So me as a kid, Right. I was in this position in my life where like my parents, which, you know, they're cool and everything, but they didn't make me feel safe mm -hmm. as a kid growing up. I always felt like I wasn't enough and that I was inadequate and that I didn't deserve shit. And I'm not blaming them. You know, that's mm -hmm. just how they raised me up. And like, but like, you know, I basically I always felt like I was in danger. Mm -hmm. Right. And when, when I always feel like I was in danger and that I wasn't good enough, I would always like have a reaction instead of being able to like process things in life like a normal human being. And so like that's like a lot of the reasons like how I understand my disease works today mm -hmm. is because of that. And then like I understand that like that creates this idea of shame in my head. And to me, shame is like a, a, a negative core belief of myself right so so when i'm you know in shame a lot like like my the 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 main thing i my priority not to get hurt and to hide myself mm. and so i would get into these relationships with that same mentality man and like like yeah like i would like self-sabotage myself and like like when when people get close like that was when I was like, oh, shit, like mm -hmm. they know who I am, bro. Mm -hmm. They can't know who I am because I know who I am and, and, and I'm not good enough and and all these things. So like I would subconsciously like push them away mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. And uh, like it's crazy because that's like like I could look back at all those like romantic relationships, even even like uh, uh, platonic or, you know, mutual relationships with some mm -hmm. of the guys like, dude, when when they got too close that's when like i put my guard up you mm -hmm. know what i mean and that's when like i started to run and when i run i act out and i lie and i manipulate mm -hmm. and i gotta hide bro because they can't know who i am yeah. you know what i mean and so yeah so I, i'm basically i'm not dating yeah. anyone right that's now good. until yeah. like i become more conscious mm -hmm. about like these things that i'm doing man because like 
it's all fun and games until somebody dies, man. And like mm-hmm. someone, someone died. And I'm not saying that like either, like it wasn't my fault, mm-hmm. right? She had her own issues to deal with, but I definitely don't want to go through something like that again. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So what was your childhood like? What was growing up like? So where are you from? So I'm from, so I, I was born in a, a Panorama City and uh, I lived in the La Brea Tar Pits for a couple of years, but I, I really established like who I was in Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. right? Six Flags out here is where it's okay. mostly known. But um, uh, dude, family, like I'm first generation Korean American. Mm-hmm. So my parents are like uh, fresh from off Korea. The, yeah, fresh okay. off the video. You know uh-huh. And like, uh, you know, uh, uh, we on paper, mm-hmm. everything was perfect, right? We had a house. We had food. I was mm-hmm. in a good neighborhood. I was in the suburbs, right? We were we were, we were, we were cool, right? Um, and like, you know, I have I have a lot of good memories of, of my childhood, man. But like, um, you know, and, and it was like it was nice. You know, there was no really like big issues like surrounding my. You family. got brothers and sisters. I do. I have a, a older brother and an older sister. Okay. My sister's a so I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. right? And my sister's a half sister. Because uh, my dad remarried once, and uh, uh, we're real close—not as close as I'd like to be today—but it's all right. She mm-hmm. lives in uh, Washington, so she's pretty far. But uh, yeah, so it was mostly me and my brother growing up, and, and we'd always kick it tight. And uh, you know, I, I think my childhood really shifted when my grandfather died, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandfather on my mother's side passed away from. Uh, brain disease right and um the reason i mentioned that is because he's the only person in my family who like really understood what unconditional love was to me and uh like man this guy was like the goodest good i ever known Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like uh like everyone in my family knew that too you know he was a very very respected you know and uh you know uh when he died i was like seven and my mom didn't know how to handle it and like that's when really like the family dynamic came out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean she didn't know how to deal with it my dad sure as hell didn't you know he's very traditional old school like cultural Mm -hmm. like man you don't talk about your feelings you go to school you work you you uh you just get through it man that's just Mm -hmm. life right and it was like that created this environment where it's like well i'm like that death fuck me up you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and like i can't process it and i don't have this space that allows me to so i started getting in trouble at school i remember (laughs) bro i was in fourth grade right and uh like i was a i was a normal kid like people would call me like the class clown and i I, like always would like try to make people laugh and Mm -hmm. stuff but one day like i brought uh uh my homie made a rubber band gun in in class right out of Mm -hmm. paper like you roll up paper real thin and and you tape it together and you get a rubber band and you just pull the pull the piece of paper back and it shoots and i took it back home and i like souped it up bro with like black gorilla tape and everything okay. and like bro i brought it to school and i started shooting people with it and like that got me in trouble mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like that was my first real taste of like what it was to like make a scene mm-hmm. you know and like since then uh, uh, my friend group, we were like, uh, and now and this is elementary school, right? So like nothing crazy mm-hmm. happening, but like, we were just like, we would like throw our lunch food across the, you know, cafeteria mm-hmm. and like, it, it's, what would your dad do when he found out about this stuff? So 
my dad wouldn't really do anything because he was never home, right? Mm. He was always always working, so he was never really around too much, right? I don't really have any vivid remem- memories of of like him disciplining me like that, mm-hmm. but my mom would always have to deal with it, right? And it, it, it's crazy because like I can't even like remember what happened. You know what I mean? Like what they did. Mm-hmm. All I know is like like a lot of times I did like towards high school. I definitely remember because mm-hmm. like that's when I started getting into drugs, right? And they would like physically beat me and mm-hmm. take my phone and all this, and I would fight back because mm-hmm. like, oh man, like I need my phone, yeah. you know? And uh, uh, like he started to show up more because his his work got real inconsistent, and uh, yeah, since then like it, it it was a downhill battle since that that thing from fourth grade and like. Uh, when did the drugs start? Dude, I mean, so usually started pretty late for me, you know, or somewhat late to some mm-hmm. people. But for like my friend group, it started late. Like I remember in middle school, I started skating, mm-hmm. skateboarding. You and, skate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you good? I was good, but uh, I broke my ankle anymore? too many times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't do I get too many injuries, mm-hmm. you know. But so we would always <laughs> skate around town and stuff. And like we started going to the skate park. That's mm-hmm. when I met met the real fools, you know, mm-hmm. that that skated and smoked hella weed and, and like had a joint in their mouth while they were skating and and this was like towards the end of my middle school, so like eighth grade. And I do I remember too, like I was super against that stuff. Like, bro, I, I know what's right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna use drugs ever, <laughs> like you know. Straight edge, yeah. And then <laughs> summer going into freshman high school, man, like I just uh I got into the wrong crowd. Started skating. I remember um, I had two friends, right? Like my best friends, both of their names were Nico, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was super goody goody two shoes. Like I, I, he was the first person I met in a, a kindergarten when I moved to Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. And he was man, he was my best friend. We walked home from school every day. We hang out after school every day. And and that too, like I was never home. I was always at his house. Mm-hmm. And then like I met this other kid, Nico, right? And uh, he was a bad kid you could say mm-hmm. right and he didn't listen to his mom and and he'd always like get in trouble and i was like oh this kid is cool mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and we started skating together and uh we got in i remember one time he invited me over to his friend's house and uh, uh we just there was a vape there that they had like you know the old ones with the coils yeah. and stuff and they would put wax on the coils mm-hmm. and hit it hit it like that and like I remember being in that scenario, like that was so new to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I didn't even use that time, and, and they had Xanax there, and they were mm-hmm. like, "This fool opened up a like a mint thing, and mm-hmm. it was just full mm-hmm. of bars, bro." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Bro, you want to try one? It's just green tea." It was a it was a Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." But then summer happened, and we were just hanging out all the time now, skating, and then like I remember the first couple times I smoked weed, like I didn't get high. And then I went over to his house and then we got, I got high that first time. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is it. I found mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I didn't realize at the time, but like, I was super depressed as a kid. Like, I just, you know, I wasn't, aware. I thought that was normal, mm-hmm. right? Normal life, right? The distortion, right? And, uh, and, uh, 
hitting that like weed i remember like i was coming out from like a fight with this chick that i liked right mm -hmm. and she was it was crazy because she was mad at me because i was smoking weed mm -hmm. but she really just cared yeah you know she was like oh no i care about you you know and i was like man get the mm -hmm. fuck out of here i'm finna i'm finna smoke you know what mm -hmm. i mean and and it's just like ever since that like uh like that started and, and like i remember the first week of spring break right like after i've been only smoking for like like a couple months man like we we go to this my first party mm -hmm. right i'm like 15 at the time man and like boom first night uh, uh of the party her her this place right this girl's place like mom's not there no parents xanax alcohol smoking and, and that was that was all spring break man and like i was like oh shit like this is mm -hmm. the life i want to live I did that for like uh what's well, like four years now mm -hmm. or and so like I always say like I broke even you mm -hmm. know what I mean it wasn't I didn't use for that long yeah but it got bad real quick you know and it's not that it's not even like that it got bad it's been bad mm -hmm. but it's like now it's like noticeably worse where yeah. it's affecting every area of my life you know what I mean and like when I stopped, right, dude, the last three months of my using, man, was just all coke, mm. man, and like, I was, I was like, I was like, it was, I wouldn't even call it depression, man, mm. like it was dark, man, and and uh, I was super skinny, had no friends, barely went outside, didn't go to school, and I've been kicked out of all the schools in the district, and uh, um, one day like after like months of just like being in and out of my room just to get coke and come back and mm -hmm. just snort lines till whenever what were your parents doing at this time dude you know my we had a lot of uh, uh instances with the school district mm -hmm. where they would like bring me up and like the police would pull me out of class and like be like bro and one time they like had all this shit at, at school that i was gonna sell like mm -hmm. all this weed bro like it was so dumb, bro. And they caught me. And, like, my parents, my mom was a big enabler. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, my dad was never really home. But they were, when they were, like, they were so scared. They were so scared to, like, confront me because yeah. they knew some shit was going. Like, dude, I, I, I'd I throw tantrums, man. Like, one time in my bedroom at my old house, the whole wall was gone because I punched the whole thing out. Really? Yeah. And then one time I got mad at my brother and our rooms were right next mm -hmm. to each other. And I would punch through his wall and like mm -hmm. poke him with a, 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 a crutch <laughs> bro, through the wall because he wouldn't shut up. Mm -hmm. So it, it was like I created this space where it was like always hostile, man. Mm -hmm. And then they knew that. So they were scared a lot of the times. And um, like I would sell drugs throughout my house, like out of my house, and and they they tell me that they knew. I don't really know if they did. Mm -hmm. They probably did. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, uh, they just didn't do anything. You wow. know what I mean? And they just let it happen. What uh, led you to even think about getting clean? So I remember when it happened. I was in my room, right, and, and it was that last month, right. This is like. It's like January, February, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm in my room, and I'm just like, I'm listening to music right through my headphones, <laughs> like some old like knockoff headphones because I had nothing right, and uh and uh I was just I don't know, dude. Honestly, I don't know if I was like just so high, or if like God was like calling me because I was so gone, like, but like 
had a therapist at the time and and like i i I just couldn't take it bro it was like it was that i mean you know that lifestyle is just so dark man and it's like not even like the outside things that were crazy like i never i never went to jail i never you know i wasn't no gangster i I was in the suburbs you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like causing havoc um but it was just so dark in my mind and i was alone in my room for weeks on end right months on end going out seeing someone uh like briefly to pick up man and like i just i was done you know i i was listening to uh roddy rich right he's my favorite artist mm-hmm. ever right not ever but like rapper Growing ever up. yeah okay. and, and uh, uh i was listening to one of his songs and, and you know he was talking about like sleeping on floor like coming up from mm-hmm. the bottom that type of stuff and like I was like, like, dude, I have dreams and aspirations. Is if this is what life's gonna be, man, like, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I texted my sponsor, like, oh, you were going to meetings already? Not my sponsor, sorry, my the therapist, therapist. Okay. right? And I texted him. I was like, I need to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. And uh, he responded the next morning. Was like, okay, let's. Who put you in therapy? Um, with the court system. So yeah, so when I get when you get in trouble at school. They would send you to these juvenile meetings yeah. and they're like the program was called like action or whatever mm-hmm. and it was run by the police mm-hmm. and so nobody wanted to be there but we get drug tested every day and whatever mm-hmm. but uh uh my friend that that kid nico he actually ended up uh going to this guy this therapist because his their parents were like oh we can't do anything but we can send him here mm-hmm. and uh I was like, hey, like, I want to try that. I, I went to one of his therapy sessions, right? Wow. What they were paying Together? for. Yeah. Wow. And we were kicking it. And like this this guy, he was a, he was an addict, right? And, uh-huh. and he had like 30-something years. Wow. Old fart, right? Uh-huh. And, and like, I really liked what he had to say. Mm-hmm. He was talking to me like. What would he say? He, he was like, oh, do you like mushrooms and stuff? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And he was talking to me about <laughs> mushrooms and stuff, you know, knowing that I was using, but mm-hmm. like he knew obviously like that was the way to reach me Mm -hmm. and so i liked him and and i ended up doing some therapy sessions with him for a few on and off you know i wasn't consistent Mm -hmm. because i you know i had barely i barely had a will to live right Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah i texted him you know like the god help me like i can't do this Mm -hmm. you know and like uh he responded and and it's actually crazy because like we set up a meeting with my parents to tell them what was going on because they knew I was smoking weed, but they didn't know I was doing coke, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we had to we had to fucking convince my parents to let me go into rehab. Like we, I was practically begging to wow. let me go because they're so old school. They're like, dude, just stop. Mm-hmm. Like, all you gotta do is stop. You know what I mean? Like, and mental illness is a weakness. You know, like like all this. They don't understand the yeah. disease, right? And um, so after like an hour session we convinced them and then it, like my uh what what is it the day i was supposed to go in right the day before i was supposed to go in the place shut down so they sent me to a different place mm-hmm. and it was for juvenile i guess yeah yeah it was uh uh it was a uh, 13 to 18 mm-hmm. and so i was there and uh you know, uh, I remember a week before, like I was trying, I was trying not to use mm-hmm. before, but I couldn't help it. And I was hanging around the same people smoking and stuff. But as soon as I walked in, man, March 11th, right? 2019, I was like, oh, oh that's crazy. I forgot our clean days are closed. Yeah, 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 March. Yeah. So March 11th, I walked in and I was like, man, I just, I just felt this relief. I was like, 
you know, and I was, it's crazy because like when I was using man, I would take mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, dude, like when I'd be tripping, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, man, I need to get my shit together. I-, I need to change. My life sucks, man. What am I doing? Right. But as soon as the mushrooms would wear off, like that mentality would go away. And like, like I, I, I believe like the first, you know, weed I ever smoked, like the first drug I ever took, man, like I knew I was an addict. It was mm-hmm. no question. I mm-hmm. found it. Right. But ever since then, I was always like, I knew I needed help too. Like this was, this was just to escape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and like, I just didn't realize it. But I was, I've been sick since the beginning, right? And uh, and yeah, when I walked into treatment, I was like, oh man, I made it. You know? And it's weird because yeah, like I'm walking cool. into treatment at 17. <laughs> And what was the treatment center like? Like, was it private? It, it was, it was county. Is it no, state funded? It was a, it was a nonprofit organization. Is the Phoenix you house. You live there? Yeah, you live there. Phoenix yeah. House? Yeah. 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 For like 63 days or something. Okay. And, uh, so it was adolescent. It was like, have you seen Terminator two? I've seen Phoenix house. Or what's Terminator two? So in, in two, Terminator two, like there's a scene in the hospital, right? Uh-huh. Where he's like walking through all the doors and they're blasting the doors mm-hmm. down that scene that hospital was the phoenix so it was pretty hilarious but you and, lived uh, there for 60 days so i lived there for 60 days oh yeah. that's cool and uh it was it was super cool i mean all the kids were dope most of them right uh-huh. uh it was super they like took us on on so like they took us to dodger games they took what? Us, yeah dude and Is uh, still around no that place shut down because of covid oh but, that's crazy um, yeah they, they did a lot of stuff for us and that's where I met my sponsor because mm-hmm. he would come in into H and I there, and uh, I've been with him ever since now. But how did you feel about meetings from the beginning? Were you like, were you like, sold in the beginning? Were you like, this is where I need to go? <laughs> so it, it, it's weird because like I never knew they existed. Yeah. Right. And uh, like I remember they would take us to like. Uh, yeah, it's almost like your life before you know about recovery and after you know about recovery. Because even if you don't stay clean, it's like when you don't know it even is real. You yeah. you different person. Yeah, and, and they would take me to these meetings, and I'd be like, I like the things that they say. I can relate, mm-hmm. even though like I'm so young, and like the the stories were crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, what I, type of speakers do you remember coming in there? Like, whose story do you remember? I, I mostly remember my sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know, because oh my god, he had a gnarly story. Like he like it, his story was insane. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too you know yeah. I don't want to expose him too much, but uh, you know, it was just so out of the world. I could never imagine and i was like hey, man if this dude can do it mm-hmm. man i might have a chance mm-hmm. and uh he started taking me to meetings out in the san fernando valley and uh you know i mean first thing i did when i left treatment was i found a meeting mm-hmm. and that first meeting i made it my home group and, and like since then like since then like i just i never looked back man mm-hmm. and like i've been involved and in as much as i can to the best of my ability and like uh it it's so crazy to come from like such a dark place to like having a, a taste of like hope mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like what that hope felt like and uh it, it was it was just like i found people that were like me and, and not only did i find people like me but but these guys know what they're doing mm-hmm. you know and, and i just had to i just had i was so desperate man 
I, I did everything they told me to do. Got a commitment. Did you know? Did all this stuff. You know, uh, uh, set up chairs. I mm -hmm. think, you know what I'm saying? And why do you think that you were, uh, you know, willing to stay clean? A lot of those kids that you went to treatment probably didn't. You know that that's a good question <laughs> but i think i think i want i think i did it because like it wasn't that like um well i mean i've wanted help since the beginning mm -hmm. since before i started using i was desperate i just didn't realize it and, and my child was childhood was so empty right even though i had a lot of friends and all that stuff like i've just felt this void inside me man and like like when i finally found an opportunity to change my life man I, like i like i said I, like i don't know if it was god like like if he was just planning in something inside me or mm -hmm. if i was just too whacked out at the time to but i was just desperate man like like desperation really was the the saving grace mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? i mean they talk about gift of desperation man and like um like that was the key and the thing was is like i was young and i grew up in a in a household where like dreams and and these ideologies of being success successful were instilled in me and like i still believe that mm -hmm. you know what i mean even throughout all my using i just couldn't realize it i didn't know what i was doing right but um so and the thing was too is like it, it's it's not like I just wanted to stay clean for one day. I knew it was it was the long game. I mm -hmm. was gonna stay clean fucking forever. Yeah. There was no other way around it. I knew it. Like if I wanted to be somebody, I gotta stay clean. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to have a chance at, you know, uh, uh, having a successful life and and by the way, I mean like success means something so much different to me today than mm -hmm. than it did back then. But like if I wanted to have a chance to experience real life like i gotta do this i'll tell you one thing too like my entire childhood like i felt like a fraud mm. a shell of a human being and like uh there was nothing real about my life you know what i mean and like that lack of purposeness and and fulfillment and, and real shit that was like going on in everybody else's life it wasn't happening in mine man and like i was like man like like at first it was like, man, I really want to just be happy and recovery, man. But like I felt happiness. It's it's pretty fleeting. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's such a small spectrum of the rest of the emotions that we feel as human beings. And like I was like once I like experienced something crazy in recovery, you know, like and started to feel the magic happen. Right. I was like, man, I just want to live a life that's real, not something that I made up in my head or or think I'm this, but I'm not. You know what I mean? And, uh, I, like I said, like it was, it was all or nothing. So was it hard for you to like not drink or smoke weed? Like, was that like a big thing for you? No, I, it's weird. Cause I lost the desire to use like pretty quickly, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, and it wasn't, I didn't even notice it. Like, and I was, <laughs> dude, the first year I used to light my friends bongs for them. Cause I was like, Hey, wow. yo, like I missed this. Let me light your bong. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, like, I remember when I got clean, like, I had a support group of friends waiting for me that were kind of in recovery. Like, they were just not using, mm -hmm. right? And, like, we would... So, you had friends. You had, like, positive friends. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. Like, thankfully, I did. Like, uh, good influences in my life. Like, I had... Like, it was so crazy. I had 
I had the, the bad influences mm-hmm. and I had the, the, the good influences, like the two different Nikos mm-hmm. in my life. Right. And, uh, I ended up, uh, I'll tell you, you know what? I'm, I'll tell you this one story. I was with my friend in a car. It's like three in the morning at night. And this is like a couple months before I got clean mm-hmm. and we're sitting there and we're talking about how we're fucking up our lives and that that we need to stop doing drugs and so we can become successful right Mm -hmm. and uh, he ends up stopping right but i didn't and Mm -hmm. i just got worse and worse and uh uh, when i got out of treatment man he was waiting for me man and i was like i was like thank god you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i had people to go to but i mean all those young guys that i was with when i got out of treatment every single one of them relapsed you know what i mean and uh like, yeah, it's crazy because like when you get clean, like, and you're so gun ho about it and you make friends and then like you see them all relapse, it's like discouraging and like, yeah. Yeah, and it hurts. Yeah. yeah. But the thing was, is like, I didn't know how to leave them yeah. and I was stuck and it's crazy. Cause like, like I, I, I mean, we would still go to parties, right. And, and we would, you know, we would do some dumb shit, you know, and, and, uh, like the same things I was doing when I was using, right? Mm-hmm. But I was clean and, and I didn't have a desire to use. And, mm-hmm. and I was I was solid, you know? Like I, there were, have been some times where I was might've been a little too close, mm-hmm. but I was good. I didn't use, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I made it out. And uh, what's crazy is like, after I finished high school, you know, with that year clean, uh, I was supposed to go to a college, a community college in Santa Clarita and like you know that was around the time like after all my friends started relapsing and all of them started using and i didn't have anyone else to hang out with besides when i would meet up with my sponsor mm-hmm. and uh my parents just dropped on me one day like yo we're moving to orange county and i was like i was like mm-hmm. what dude <laughs> like bro i like this was a month before we moved bro. i had no fucking like heads up mm-hmm. you know and i was just like at the time i was working a, a seven step right and um my sponsor would tell me, uh, you know, uh, to to pray to God to remove the things that were keeping me from him. And like I was doing that prayer during that time. And then all of a sudden I move and I was just wow. like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like the the magic that like that shit is unexplained. Like, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe in God. Right. And uh, like that experience, like just like like something i was like holy shit like this this is real now it's yeah. getting real you know and like um so i moved out to orange county and i i couldn't hang out with them they were too far i didn't have my driver's mm-hmm. license at the time man and like um and like it's like god did for me what i couldn't do for myself dude. for sure yeah it, it was insane to me were you always how did your belief in god like grow like, did you believe in God when you were using? So uh, I grew up in a Christian household, right? I'd go to church and church was a, a place for me when I was younger that I could feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I had some friends going to church that were my age, but I resented God mm-hmm. for a long time, man. And like, I resented a Christian ideal of God, right? Yeah. Um, but um, I, I was always like, Man, like I said, I would say I'm an atheist, right? And I don't mm-hmm. believe in God, right? But as soon as something would go wrong, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, well, I'd be blaming God. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, man, you say you don't believe in God, but when shit goes wrong, like, look who you're fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> blaming it on. And then, uh, um, 
and then like throughout my using uh uh like it's kind of it's kind of weird but i would like when i would take mushrooms right it would open up an idea to something like that was could be out there man and like it was a hallucination for sure but when i started to experience those similar feelings clean Mm -hmm. not on anything bro and i would be doing step work and and, you know having like i would dude i would feel like i was on shrooms when i'm clean Mm -hmm. doing the things that i need to be doing and i was like that's when this is real you know what i mean and like that was god Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not a christian god like it's it's not any other thing than besides what i know from my experience and 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 I, i share this sometimes but it's like dude god is just the word and that what that word to me means to me is is what matters right Mm -hmm. and that concept right of god was a something completely different from before when i found recovery to after right and uh like i started to uh not close the door on christianity but open the door to everything else Mm -hmm. and everything else that it could be and and like um like, like I, I believe in frequencies. I believe in energy. I believe that like, like principles are law and like the law of gravity, right? Mm-hmm. When you drop something, it'll fall. Like, I believe like when we practice these principles, like, like honesty and open-mindedness, willingness, something happens when we practice those things. Like it, you know what I mean? And like, I believe that I don't have a body. I have a soul, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's not it's not uh, uh my body has a soul it's my soul has a body like mm-hmm. i i am a spiritual being having a human experience mm-hmm. right i mean you, you probably heard that a couple of times but like like that's when this idea of like this power greater than me like started to like really make sense man and like a lot of the times like i had no other choice but to lean on that 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 idea you know what i mean even though i didn't know what it was i didn't know what it meant i don't have a face for it Mm -hmm. i don't have any labels for it but like on the other hand like that really helped me out more because it opens it to anything Mm -hmm. right and uh man i would start having like in the beginning i would have a lot of deja vus yeah and my my uh my friend at the time this old timer he would tell me like you know what that means he's like that means you're in the right place and I was oh, like, really? dang, yeah. And I, I mean, like, uh-huh. whether it is or isn't, man, it uh-huh. was just like, it made sense to me. It clicked, right? These coincidences that would happen, like, and, and they only started really happening after I got clean and, and started working a program, right? So it was like, and and, and I think of spirituality as like a, a greater understanding of, uh, of my reality, right? Mm-hmm. And awareness to my reality, right? Because mm-hmm. I was so self-obsessed and, and, and like, you know, stuck in my own mind, like I couldn't comprehend anything that was happening out there. I thought that everything that I thought was was reality, but I was delusional, right? I'm tripping, mm-hmm. right? But I start to become open to the real world and, and the things that, that really happen. And like, not only that, but I experience things that I've never experienced before in my life. Which is like weird to me because it's like I'm wondering like do normies just like feel like like yeah. this like oh like are they are these like default settings for them you know yeah. what I mean like I've never dude I've never <laughs> you know what I mean like I've uh-huh. never felt like love like that or, yeah. or trust or and, and like people are like 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 all my old friends right the, they would like 
that's normal to them. Like having a, a normal family where they don't fight and hit mm-hmm. each other every night, like that was like weird to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like now that like I've been exposed to these feelings, like I start to become more in touch with like the human side of me. You know what I mean? And and it was weird because like in the first years of recovery, like um, I always thought like NA was like, or sorry, I always thought recovery, recovery. was like, uh, uh, like everyone was so good uh-huh. and it's just the goodest. It was a utopia, uh-huh. right? And it's like, I was so wrong, yeah. bro. And uh, uh, yeah, we're people. Yeah, we're human, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that was a big part of an issue with me, like accepting myself. Like I thought I was so innocent mm-hmm. and so good and pure, mm-hmm. right? And like, I'm tripping, dog. I'm not. If I'm an addict, I'm probably not innocent or pure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, um, like I started to really understand like what this life was, and like, like I'm talking about being human, right? Like, like it's so hard for me, and like that goes back to the shame thing I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard for me to like accept me for who I am. That's the like even today. That's the biggest challenge. You know, like I can I can work and I can. I can meet these goals and, and do these external things, but like treating myself like a human was the hardest thing to do, man. And like, uh, it, it just, I started to understand like really the purpose of my life was to, to learn how to be a human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like learn how to live how I'm supposed to live, you know, and like experience these things that life really has to offer. You know what I mean? And, and it's crazy. Cause like, like I told you, like I started getting a relationship after the first year, you yeah. know, or in the first year. And like, I never experienced that. And, uh, uh, I lost, dude, I lost my virginity clean. Right. I got my lo- driver's license. Clean. You lost your virginity? Yeah, dude. You I dude, never had sex. No, dude, using? I got no play when I was what? using, bro. Yeah, I, dude. Oh, uh, e- that's crazy. Even though like I was hanging around that crowd, like uh-huh. we were running parties, bro. Uh-huh. We were, uh, uh. I was selling. I guess 17 is pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, for some people. Yeah. And like, we were like around that crowd, but I was just so like scared, bro. I was yeah. a scared kid, man. I didn't mm-hmm. want no one to get close to me. Like, wow. just, just do drugs with me. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of first in NA, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a lot of first in recovery, recovery man. Yeah. And like, um, and it's just like, like, those are all the things that, when you say like did you feel like you ever missed out mm-hmm. like i didn't yeah I, I'm, I'm doing them you know what i mean and it's it's crazy yeah it's almost like the opposite yeah dude like, yeah. it is the complete opposite actually like mm-hmm. like like dude i don't man like i, I used to see people at, at parties like like old oh, man you should be at work you should yeah. be out you know what i mean and like criticizing these people mm-hmm. and like they're they're people you know what i mean they can do what they want to do but I always just saw like I don't want to end up like that. Like I have dreams, I have aspirations. I- I'm a driven person. I'm motivated, right? Most of the times, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I want to be somebody. Yeah. And like I couldn't, I had no chance of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't, if I wasn't clean. Are you a sponsor? You sponsor people, dude? So I, I don't. You don't. No, I've had sponsors before. But people ask you. People have asked me, and and you uh-huh. know, uh, uh, I do my best, but I don't know what it is, dog. You know. But you would. They just. You just don't have anyone that stuck around. Yeah, I definitely would. You know, yeah. uh, th- that's something that I haven't 
been able to fully experience mm -hmm. you know what i mean but uh and i used to beat myself up about that too really i was like man like and, and like i'm not trying to like toot my own horn but like like i would share at these meetings and people would come up to me and be like bro that's the best share i've ever heard i'm like uh -huh. what are you talking about dude like you, you know i'm just a kid right mm -hmm. and uh, uh like i'd be like man if i'm like doing so good but like why don't people want me to sponsor them wow. bro and it's it's probably because i'm so young uh-huh and, and that i mean well people have asked you you said you sponsored a couple of people yeah a couple people but like mm -hmm. you know it nothing really stuck or or or, or like you know, I don't discredit any of those people that, yeah. that I had a relationship mm -hmm. with. Like, like I've definitely learned a lot from yeah. the people that have stuck around. But How like, important has uh, service been for you? As far as recently, it's very important. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I do a lot of H&I now, mm -hmm. like, because that's how I heard it. You know what I mean? I heard the message through people coming into rehabs, mm -hmm. telling us about a program that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I, I do a lot. I do a lot of service. Uh, as far as within a program right um i try to do my best like uh outside of things in the program you mm -hmm. know what i mean like uh, uh what do you do for fun these days <laughs> fun is is like uh you know i mean i'll, I'll have friends so mm -hmm. i'll hang out with them and go out and stuff but like i find that i have most fun like uh like I go to the gym a lot, mm -hmm. right? And I uh, started taking boxing more seriously, right? You're in boxing? Yes, okay. uh, yeah, a little bit right here. And I started like when I got clean, uh -huh. working out and all those things. And and man, I really like to cook. Like I, I oh, go really? rip it up. Yeah, I make a mean steak, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I love cooking, man. Like, like I and I like music, right? Mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier, yeah. I play guitar and I produce, right? Um, I have some songs out with some people that that are you know they're mm -hmm. pretty big in la you know okay. what I mean? so it's 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 cool man uh -huh. and like i have i do have a lot of hobbies like for trying to have fun but like these days man like just being able to like work out have a schedule mm -hmm. <laughs> and like keep it chill has been like the most meaningful for yeah, me yeah for sure but fun is a weird thing for me you mm -hmm. know I don't know. well yeah i appreciate you coming on the podcast I appreciate you having me thank too. you so much for doing this yeah. and uh well, let's have a fun convention. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank All right, you. man. Thank you, bro.